I'm Josh Swartz. And I'm William Millingworth. Hosts of the High Tech Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another great episode of My Ed Tech Life. Thank you so much for joining us on this wonderful Tuesday. I know yesterday we were off. It was Labor Day, so there was no show, but I'm excited to be back here behind the mic for all of you, and I'm excited about today's conversation with our amazing guest. But before I introduce him, I would definitely want to take some time to thank each and every single one of you that continues that continuously listens to our show, is checking out the videos, sharing all our content. I really appreciate every single one of you because, again, if it isn't for you, we wouldn't be here. And thank you so much for making my ed tech life what it is today. Definitely appreciate all the love, the shares, the follows, and again, the subscribing to the YouTube channel. Thank you guys. As you know, we're trying to get to a thousand followers, but thank you for joining our wonderful conversations. And hopefully today, I am really excited about today because we're definitely going to be talking about creativity and Mm -hmm. how important that is and how much we love creativity. So before we get into that, I would love to introduce you to a fellow creator, somebody that is definitely inspired to me and somebody that if you haven't been following him on socials, especially on X or Twitter, whatever you prefer to call it, definitely check him out because he is definitely very creative and very innovative with using various platforms and bringing this create this contagious, how can I say this, this contagious creativity to his district. And so I would love to welcome Mr. Willie Thomas III to the show. Willie, how are you? Hey, man, I'm doing good, Fonz. Thank you so much for having me out here. I mean, I'm really pumped and really excited to be here. I know that this is something that after watching and and then visiting with you, got to meet you uh, out there in Utah, I was like, okay, this guy's for real. He's legit. Got to connect with him. So it's pretty cool. Absolutely. And and that's the exciting part about it. I, you know, it was such an honor to be obviously get to be up there in Utah, but, you know, and making those connections, but seeing some of the various creators, Adobe, you know, education creators that were out there and just having a blast and learning from one another and being able to see some amazing things and continue to make those connections obviously was great. Mm-hmm. And I must say that I think uh, we had the biggest crowd there from Texas there in Utah. So that was wonderful. We were representing. (laughs) Hey, Shannon Moore, we've got Shannon joining us. Thank you so much, Shannon. Appreciate all the love. Thank you so much. And it's great to see you, my friend. Shannon is amazing. We've definitely had some great conversations here on the podcast. So Shannon, big shout out to you and the work that you continue to do, my friend. Keep doing, keep inspiring. And, uh, you know, just bring that creativity anywhere you are. So thank you so much for joining us in the chat. So, Willie, let's go ahead and get started because, again, being able to make that connection in real life was just something that was amazing. Being able to speak with you, hearing a little bit about your story, where you're coming from, your school district, the type of work that you do. So I definitely want to hear a little bit about that. But, you know, for 
any audience members that may be joining us or re-watching or re-listening to this episode that may not be familiar with your work yet, can you give us a little brief introduction and what your context in education is? Yeah, so I am the Director of Media Integration at Robinson ISD, uh, right outside of Waco, Texas. For those of you who don't know where Robinson is, yes, yes, we're right down the street from Chip and Joanna, you know, those big old silos that are out there. Uh, we're down there. And Robinson, it's a like a little sub, little suburb uh, neighborhood uh, out there, right, right outside, about a mile and a half. And basically what I do is it's kind of in the name-ish, you know, being a Director of Media Integration. So we're talking... Uh, from communication uh, type things to live streaming to instructional technology to, uh, you know, I'm over all the media centers within our district and all the different platforms and different themes and, and ordering books. I mean, it's, yeah, all that stuff to, hey, you know, we need a drone pick of this, you know, particular thing happening with our parking lot or senior day or stuff like that. So, uh, I embody a lot of the creativity, <laughs> I want to say, when it comes to um, working with students and working with teachers inside of our district and pushing those boundaries. So you name it. And I'm that go-getter guy. I mean, hey, let's give it a shot. Let's try I it. Love it. I love it. And I love that spirit, too, just that energy that you're bringing. And, you know, again, I know that it's, uh, you know, at least in relation to my district, it's a little bit smaller district, but I know that they definitely keep you busy. And I know oh, yeah. you're very busy with a lot, especially with media technology and being able to bring in a lot of these tools into the classrooms, which we're going to go ahead and talk about a little bit about that. But definitely that energy is for sure contagious, you know, and being able to meet you and just speaking with you. Even the pre-chat, I was like, this is going to be a great, great conversation. So I'm thankful for that. So Willie, let's go ahead. And I would love to for you to share a little bit about your origin story. And I, I love to start this way because I, I love when the guests that are here on the show kind of make those connections with our audience members. And we know that every superhero has an origin story. And like I always tell my guests, oh, yeah. You are a guest on the Maya Tech Life uh, podcast. I really liken you to that sense into like a superhero because of the work that you're doing and whether it's in the creator space, whether it's in the, you know, AI space or any space whatsoever. And we know that every superhero has an origin story. So I would love to hear a little bit more about the Willie Thomas III origin story. And usually I like to start with this question as you lead us into your origin story. Okay. All right. Was education something that you wanted to go into or was that something that kind of came a little bit down the road? Man, I tell you what, that that's that's a pretty huge question. I, first, I want to start out with the whole origin story thing. Uh, huge Star Wars fan. I don't know if you can see that back over here. A uh, huge, uh, it's my son actually made this uh, from my office here. Uh, huge uh, Marvel fan as well. And we're, you know, and we're going back and watching all those origin stories of the different superheroes where they came together. Uh, so I, I love that, that you use that instead of backstory, origin story. So that, I think that that's pretty cool. You know, education has been, you know, my mom, she worked in education for 32, 33 plus years. And so going to school, my biggest thing uh, when I was in school, especially in you know, high school, uh, I just, I'm, I'm just going to be hundred, hundred percent honest. I wanted to play uh, basketball NBA. I was up there with Jordan. You know what I'm saying? That's what we were doing back in the day. Uh, Scotty Pippen, 
Horace Grant. I was, that was me. That was me. Uh, that, that's where I wanted to be. Now, educational wise, I was really big into programming. Uh, you know, one of the things that I, when I went to school uh, to play ball at the University of Houston and I got my degree out there and I felt like football was a good avenue for me because growing up, uh, college really wasn't in the cards as far as getting everything paid for, stuff like that. But I know that in order to better myself, I needed to go uh, do something and so God definitely stepped in my life right there and provided the football. You know, it didn't help. It helped a lot. I was like 330 pounds, you know, six, four, you know, coming out of high school. Uh, and so that helped a lot. But what's funny was I was never really good at math. <laughs> and so I had to drop that, uh, that major of when it came to coding. And so then I went into technology, leadership and supervision, which is what am I, what I got my uh, degree in. So, it's funny living in Houston and really wanting to do more training with people. Cause I really like working with people. I like helping people like engaging folks um, in the things they do. And I like um, teaching them. And so when we moved back to Waco, there wasn't a ton of industry like there are, you know, Exxon Mobil places like that down there in Houston. And my wife is like, she was actually in education. She went to universities as well, got her education degree and started teaching out here locally. And I was like, you know, what are we going to do? What am I going to do? She's like, well, you know, teaching and training, they kind of fall in the same thing. I said, oh, okay, all right. She's like, you know, education is it's kind of like training smaller people. I said, okay, I guess we'll, you know, we'll give it a try. And, you know, sure enough, 17 years later, here I am uh, still, you know, teaching and leading folks. And I think one of the best parts probably finds about this um, growth and this journey that I've gone through that I realized I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, we have one of the most important jobs on the face of the earth and we create all the other jobs. Like, you know, those other uh, students, those, those doctors, those professions, those, you know, even, you know, those YouTubers, those gamers, those people like, like they start with us. They start with someone in their life who's educating them to help get them to the right place. So, that's, you know, that's kind of basically how I started out in education. Like I said, it wasn't something on the forefront. Uh, it was something that, um, like I said, just kind of kind of happened. And I just kind of took it by the reins and been running with it ever since. I love it. You know, and I, I love, like you said, you know, it's like really just God had a plan. And this is, this is where you ended up. And you've been so fruitful and productive because i mean being 17 years this is my 17th year in education so i guess oh. we started at the same time as yes. well you know uh so that's been again you know it was one of those kind of fork in the road moments for me also as well where i had to make a choice to transition into a job that would give me a little bit more time to be readily available for my parents as my dad was ill at the time but but now he's doing great he'll be 87 next year oh, but wow. awesome. that led me to education and again 17 years later here i am and here you are and here we are and i absolutely agree with you 100 that you know education that is really the foundation for everything else that we see as far as other jobs and so on because every person had a teacher every person had somebody who taught them who kind of guided them and influenced and inspired them to do what it is that they're doing. So that's wonderful. And I love the fact that you kind of saw that training aspect, you know, and, and how you said, well, now you're training little people, like the little youngins and everything. 
but you know, it really comes kind of like with that servant leadership and a servant's heart. So that's wonderful. And I'm glad that you stuck through an education because now, I mean, we got to meet and now we get to have this great conversation centered around things that we love, which is technology, creativity, yes. and education. So I love it. All right. So Willie, I wanted to ask you now, as you, as your role, like you mentioned, it encompasses the director of media integration there at your school district. So I want to ask you now, obviously, with so much technology, so many different platforms, and of course, we know, um, you know, AI, everybody's been talking Nobody about is, it and yeah. starting the school, starting the school year with maybe those conversations. But I want to ask you, maybe from your experience in these 17 years, and maybe with what you're experiencing now, and maybe looking a little bit into the future, how do you see the role of media and technology shaping, you know, a little bit of the future of education? So maybe you can share a little, some examples of maybe what may be going on in your school district, and then maybe in a larger scale, what you may be seeing in your area. Well, you know, when you, when you think about, you know, like I mentioned earlier, when it comes to communication, when it comes to uh, our students connecting with other students, connecting with other professionals and things like that in school, uh, part of what we're trying to do a lot is bring in, and I, you hear this a lot, but really trying to hone in, bringing in those real world experiences. But I like to call them real world, those real world connections, not connections to Willie Thomas type connection, you know, who was born in 81. I'm talking about connections to my daughter right now, you know, who's 14, who's a freshman. Those things that she's connecting to, those things that she is bringing, uh, that she has a passion for, and that is going to lead her when she gets out of the classroom. And so I, I see technology being a extremely fundamental, instrumental, transformational vehicle to get students to where they need to be quicker and easier. Uh, I don't want to be the end all be all of, of information and education, because if that's the case, then we're doomed. Like, like I don't I don't know everything. I don't pretend to know everything. But uh, we try to utilize the technology in our district to help students become more seekers, more thinkers, more, more finders of information and analyzers of, of information because holy cow, it's so easy now. My, my daughter, she, like I said, 14, just got on Instagram. It took a lot for me <laughs> to get her uh, to, to let that happen. Um, but it's so funny. I was so worried about what uh, Instagram would do to her instead of worrying about what she would do to Instagram. And it's been pretty amazing the things that she's been sharing and being that big time role model, uh, influencer for her friends, uh, you know, the things that she's posting, uh, which I'm, I'm sitting there going, wow, you know, and she's sharing things with me. And I'm like, well, how did you do that? How did you create that? And she's also sharing her learning through her social media platform. So it doesn't just stop at the classroom. It, it's actually extending and going on and sharing her faith to as well through that. And I'm, I'm extremely proud of that. So like I said, when it comes to uh, our, you know, technology and our students and providing them that, that platform that helps make them more successful and actually makes them more competitive uh, around other students and around other people in the world uh, that's coming up to them. Uh, it's, I think personally, it's extremely vital uh, because with, you know, like I said, without it, you know, we're kind of stuck in the mud. I hate, I hate to say it. it you know, it, I mean, we really are. We have, we need it, but we got to make sure that we're using it and we're teaching them appropriately how they can use to help benefit them in the future when it comes to, uh, you know, technology in the classroom. 
even in our libraries and media centers. I know that's one thing uh, we recently started using StreamYard uh, with our, our daily announcements and our intermediate, which is four through six, and our elementary, which is two and three. So now students are doing, you know, what we're doing here, uh, developing uh, scripts, developing uh, backgrounds, developing lower thirds, and then also learning and using those technologies, using those terms, because guess what? Now they can walk into a business or walk into a church or walk into a school and be like, oh yeah, yeah, I know about lower thirds. I know about um, framing. I know about super source. Like those are big vocabulary words coming out of school, right? I mean, and preparing them for our high school as well, getting them into our AV and stuff like that. So like I said, I'm a big scaffolding person preparing them for life. Hope I didn't say too much. But. No, not at all. Actually, everything that you hit on was really great. And I love the way you actually broke it down because, you know, oftentimes we there's such a negative connotation as far as technology, whether, oh, it's too much tech in the classrooms, um, you know, too much screen time or the students are, you know, or, you know, in this case, like your daughter, you know, students are they're using way too much stuff outside you know on their own but i think like i love the example that you gave about your daughter as far as you know not everybody's going to go out there and you know do maybe what people think are going to do on right. instagram and posting some of the negative stuff and things of that sort but what i loved about it and, and the way that you were sharing is just how your daughter's still sharing her learning outside the four walls so you know, oftentimes it's like, nope, this is school, school's right here, these brick and mortar, four walls. But then the students are able to communicate, like you said, your daughter may be creating some videos, sharing her learning and being able to be a great influence on uh, her classmates and her peers and sharing that learning and they're learning from her. And I think that's something that is so great that, you know, right now it's everybody in this sense is becoming an educator or a teacher of sorts, but maybe they don't think about it that way. They just say, Hey, they're an influencer. So I was thinking maybe we, instead of calling ourselves teachers, we can call ourselves influencers. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> you know, in yes. that sense, because you really, you're influencing and, and sharing that learning, but you know, that, that digital component, digital citizenship and digital literacy are, are so big on that. So I want to ask you a little bit before we get into a little bit more of that creative, uh, you know, the, 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 what I love is the Willie, the Willie awesome sauce that you share on Twitter with all the Adobe stuff. But huh. as far as digital literacy and digital citizenship, you know, what are some of the things that you are a proponent of or that you may bring into your district to help your students be successful in that digital literacy component, but also very cautious and being good digital citizens? Well, I, I know one of the things that, hits home a lot, especially um, with our younger kids moving into our, our, our older generation of students is yes, sharing is caring, but also being, making sure that you are being uh, aware of the things that you are sharing out there uh, to your, whatever the audience is that you're sharing that to uh, making sure that, you know, you're, you're providing the, Cause it's, it's super easy now to like remix stuff and to take other people's things and to kind of put it out there as yourself. Uh, but giving that credit where, where credit is due uh, and making sure that, cause that's the thing is that you don't want that happening to yourself. It's really good. It's really awesome to be able to, you know, utilize things that people have put out there and kind of um, 
make them either better or use them a little bit in a different way. But taking that responsibility of, upon yourself is saying that this is my work, not citing those things. Like we work about, we work on that a lot uh, in our, especially in our media labs and things like that when it comes to our students and making sure that they are using things appropriately. And the other big thing is I mentioned, I hit it on it earlier, uh, not, not taking everything at face value when it comes to your media literacy and your digital literacy. Do your research. Do your research. There's so much, like you know, like you mentioned earlier with the AI. There's so much, and we've heard, I know it's an old term, fake news out there, but now it's it's not even really like fake news. You know what I mean? It's artificial news. You know what I mean? It's a whole new gambit of things and ways that uh, students need to be able to be able to analyze and be able to decipher what's real, what's not real, finding those different types of sources, many different types of sources to back up, uh, you know, being able to debate conversation, to being able to debate ideas, like teaching them those things when it comes to being a, you know, a good digital citizen uh, in this day and age. Uh, it's uh, one of the things I love when we talk about with Adobe is when they did the uh, digital citizenship cards, uh, working with our students. I think that was really huge for them to actually sit down and think about, okay, how am I really acting and portraying myself online to other folks? Uh, and then the information that I am finding online, uh, how do I go about analyzing that? How do I go about researching that? And these are skills that Fonz, I use daily. Like I'm trying to learn something. Uh, let me see what, what, what happened. Uh, something, something broke in my, What's up? What was it that broke? I want to say it's like in my refrigerator or something. I, I can't remember what it is. Uh, what's the first thing we do is we hop on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I didn't, I didn't call anybody. I was like, oh, I'm gonna hop on YouTube. Now, I'll be honest. If it, if I, I, I'd be lying if I said I fixed it on the first try, you know. But the fact of the matter is that I tried, and not only that, I didn't even just watch the first YouTube video that came up either. I used my research. I, okay, looked at the reviews, looked at the ratings, looked at, you know. Or, you know, how long it was, how, you know, how many people actually watched this video, what this, you know, how, how accurate was this information? Did it match the actual refrigerator that I have? Like, you know what I mean? Like, those are things that we have to teach. Those are daily and lifelong skills that we have to teach our students to be able to do when it comes to being, uh, you know, digital citizenship and things like that. Excellent. And, you know, <clears throat> that even goes into being creative in the aspect of, hey, you know, let me just improvise, adapt, yeah. and so on. So, hey, sometimes you got to find a creative solution and you go to these platforms and you find some creative solutions. I mean, sometimes if you don't have what you need to, let's say, either pry open something or change a part, there's always mm -hmm. a video that says, well, if you don't have this, try this. And you know, this. you're sharing that creativity. So going into that, Willie, I know, like we mentioned earlier, you know, we had the, the pleasure of meeting one another at, in Utah, you know, at the Adobe headquarters that we went over there and it was such a great experience. So obviously you and I are very uh, much into the creativity or amplifying creativity within classrooms. You know, that that's one of the things that we love to do. So I want to ask you, you know, as far as, you know, creativity, you, what, what inspires Willie Thomas III to become creative and then also how do you give yourself or, or give that creativity back to your students and maybe your staff? So tell us a little bit about that. Okay. What, what inspires me to be creative? I'm always looking for that, either that next big fix 
or that next big, oh, wow, that's pretty cool type moment. Uh, give you a great example. Uh, we are doing our house system, Ron Clark house system and Robinson ISD. And uh, one of the big things that it's funny, we went there, we visited there, even when I'm at church or I'm at places, everybody, you know, and my wife even tells me too, I'm watching a video or whatever. And I sit there and I go, I wonder what kind of pattern those lights are running right now. Like, the, I guess just, I'm not even watching or, or, or looking at, oh, wow, well, they are talking and singing and stuff. But did you see that scanner? Is that a, is that a, uh, a studio DJ? Like those are things. And, and so then I take that and I'm like, okay, I can, I can recreate that. Cause I love the challenge too behind those things. And so that's exactly what I did. I went, you know, we got a sham system, got four, uh, moving headlights, got four bar lights and taught myself how to program that thing together. So that way we could put on a show because I, I want to put our best foot forward on things. And I think too, that's where that creativity part comes out of. It's the challenge and wanting to like, just really, you know, really try things out and push myself and, and do things up. Now, I won't lie. Once again, I, or I won't say it didn't work out the very first time, the second time, or even the third time. I'm sitting here going, why is that light pointing over here when I need it to be pointing over there? And you're just, you know, you kind of work through things as well. And so and that's one of the things too, I, I work with our students and tell them your first attempt on the things that you're creating is not always going to be the best attempt. I, I, I said most, you know, more than likely it's, it's going to be your worst attempt. Uh, but that it's those iterations that you do after that, that you're learning off of those different attempts when it comes to uh, being creative in the classroom with our students and with our teachers. I know sometimes they get a little nervous because they look at the things that either uh, I make or the students make and they go, oh, yeah, mine's not gonna look like that. Who cares? Like you did it. This is about you. This is that personal creativity that's coming out of you. That's what they want to see. That's what students want to see. And that's where uh, you really start to show your personality when it comes to that. So like I said, it's all about trying new things, all about uh, really being, uh, I'm trying to use the word like aggressive when it comes to, to being a creative. Like don't hold back, you know, let it, let it go. Let it go when you want to make those those videos. Yeah, I can make a video of, uh, you know, maybe like, you know, like you've been saying at the animate talking, but wait a minute, maybe I can put myself in there and then it can talk to me. But then on top of that, maybe I can fly in from this other place. And cause the whole not having a green screen thing has been game changing. <laughs> That's been pretty awesome. So like I said, those, those are things that when it comes to utilizing, pushing creativity, uh, just going for it. And you'll never, you'll, I mean, you never know who you're inspiring out there by them watching and seeing the things that you're doing and saying, wow, if they can do that. Let me try that. And then I want you to I, hear me America. And cause I know America's watching cause you're a very popular dude. Uh, I want them to hear me. I want you to go beyond me. I'm challenging you to, to create and push beyond me. Cause I want to learn from you too. Like that's what this is all about, helping and learning each other or learning from each other. Absolutely. I love that. You know, just that that enthusiasm and that passion, like you said, you know, many times people it's the imposter syndrome gets in the way. And I think even as educators being in the classroom, that imposter syndrome, because let's say that, you you know, your neighbor down the hall has got this awesome lesson and maybe they've got, you know, a platform on lockdown that they're using. And then all of a sudden, I mean, you don't 
yet, but you know, that imposter syndrome hits and sometimes we just get that analysis paralysis and like, Oh my gosh, what if I try it? And then I fail and so on. But I love what you said. It's just really just going for it. And for me, yeah. like with my teachers, my thing with them is like, Hey, there's nothing you can break. Just get clicky with it. You can always refresh, <laughs> sign out and, love it. and sign back in, but just get clicky with it. You know, don't, don't hold back because that's like what you said, you know, I want them to, be better than me, do it better than I did, because then I might learn a thing or two. And, yeah. and that's what we want. You know, we just want to inspire that person to really take it to that next level and be like, wow, I never even thought about that. Like, wow, thank you so much for sharing. So Willie, I want to ask you, you know, as far as creativity, like I feel that having creativity is something that's very crucial within our classrooms and allowing for that time. But we yeah. know that here in Texas, you know, many times it, it, you know, from third grade all the way to ninth grade, it's all about star. And sometimes I feel that teachers really focus on that. And I understand why, you know, but I think that we're losing out on so much potential from our students and them being able to learn uh, and present their work in different modalities, in creative modalities, mm -hmm. rather than just the standard you know, formative assessment and so on. So I want to ask you, you know, you know, how crucial is it for you to see more creativity being integrated into the classroom setting? And what ways maybe have you helped some teachers at least be a little bit more consistent with allowing that creativity in the classroom? Well, Fonz, like you said, in Texas, it's about it is about that star. And just like in Texas, we're about that football, too, as well. So I, I like to liken it as star is it's 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 that box. It's that field. It's our parameters that we have got to work within. Like it is. It is. That's our measuring stick. That's our goal line. That's where we're trying to get to. Now, like you said, not every single coach runs the exact same place to get the ball from the 30, 30 yard line to 40 yard line to that end zone. So us as educators, it is crucial that we utilize different tools like podcasting, uh, letting students be able to um, interview. Like I know one of the things that, that, that uh, working with a teacher did where a student was actually interviewing Christopher Columbus and Christopher Columbus was the actual other student. Well, if you think about that, both students have to know something about Christopher Columbus to be able to interview the other student and to be able to ask those questions. You can't just you know, make that stuff up. You have to actually have your facts down first. Uh, being able to create video. I love creating video, love creating reels. And, but given those students opportunities to not just like, once again, create for you, Miss Smith, but create for the world, letting them know ahead of time, hey guys, so we're gonna make a reel. Uh, make a TikTok, make a whatever it is that you're going to be making. Uh, but I'm not going to be the only one to see this. I want you to, you know, uh, think about and analyze what would this um, historical event look like if it happened today? If it happened in not just today, but if it happened in our neighborhood right now where we live. OK, uh, like how would you react to that? How would other people react to that? How would you get people to jump on board on your side? And then give them that platform of debate, uh, you know, from them doing a flyer, from them doing uh, some type of, you know, even even to the point I think we, you know, we've gone through and created uh, coding 
games as well for our RVRs and our Spheros and stuff like that for students to be able to code a movie. You know, one of my amazing teachers out there, uh, James Jenkins, uh, is one of our culminating projects. Uh, students, instead of just coding a robot, coding Sphero, if you don't know what Sphero is, uh, it is a robot, uh, but they coded it and then made it the star of its own movie. So the different students were, or different uh, robots were playing different characters within the movie, uh, but they were also working on their video skills. They were working on their authoring skills. They were working on their scripting skills. So think about all those teaks that you're hitting right there, you know, author's purpose, uh, you know, you're talking about persuasive text, you know, you're talking like, I mean, it's, it's, it's really easy to do if we take the time to think about it and do it. I get it. I get it. Fonz is so, sometimes we feel like it's so much simpler to just let me pick up where I left off. Right. It worked yesterday. It worked last year. Okay. What's the harm in me just doing it again? Well, I'll tell you the harm is those aren't the same students that were sitting in that desk last year. Those are the same students that were sitting in that desk, you know, three, four months ago before we left for a break. So you have to invest that time and opportunity to your students. But here's the best part. You ready? You ready? Here's the best part. We're here to help. That's what our job is all about. Reach out to us. And on top of that, one of the best, I think, sessions that I ever did uh, with our with our uh, campuses was I had one of our campus um, digital specialists. She came in. And with her with her class and things that she taught their students. So it was called My Students Know What. And we, instead of teaching teachers about how the projects or how these different programs, platforms work, we went through and talked about and we showed them, here are the things that your students can do. Mind blowing. They're like, oh my gosh. So like that actual day, they're signing projects. They're doing, you know, project-based learning type stuff, problem-based learning type stuff based on what their students already know how to do. And then having students come in and teach other students who struggled with that in their class. And then guess what happened after that? They come to us, you know, this is great. I love that my students know how to do this, but we want to know how to do this too. Okay, I got you. I, <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, here's the deal. We're, we're here to help. And I, I love that if we can just, uh, you know, get off in there and then just show them that it's okay that it's okay. Everything's going to be all right uh, when it comes to finding different ways for students to demonstrate their learning. Yeah. And I think for a lot of teachers, Willie, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, a lot of them, they sometimes feel that it's not okay to not know everything, but it's oh, completely yeah. okay to not know everything because we don't all know everything. But like you mentioned, nope. there's somebody that may know how to do that that thing that you're looking for or trying to do or trying to accomplish. And then that's when you reach out for help. One of the things that I love that you shared within this story that you're telling me, you know, with the kids coming in, obviously the kids working in class, but just that collaboration, that learning experience, you know, and I think what I love about that is, again, you're creating an experience for them where they're, like you mentioned, they're hitting all their teaks that they need to hit their standards, what they're learning. They're just presenting it in a different way. But now You've got that discussion amongst friends, that discourse, and that learning, I feel like sometimes it really does become part of them that when they continue from year to year, it's something that they can continue to pull yes. from and yes. glean from. And I think that many times we we let those um, opportunities slip by the wayside. But again, it, it's our job, like we mentioned, as you know, like for yourself as a uh, you know, director of media, special, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot the title. It's what a long it? one. 
that you know i we've shortened it several times <laughs> yeah the, the director of media integration there you go director of media integration and i'm an instructional software specialist where it's kind of very similar but just different yes. titles but yes. we're there to help because we're passionate about it and but i love that you shared that idea because now I can kind of take that idea and say, okay, you know what? If we need to get a little bit more of that teacher buy-in, let them see what students can do. Because oftentimes, yes. you know, it, it's it's not so much like, okay, it's going to be a waste of time. But then it's like, oh, I'm going to have to teach them how to do this and teach them how to do that. And later on, it's mm -hmm. they become the teachers because I know I learned from them. And I always tell the story with my kiddos. It's like I let them go to town on a Chromebook back in the day. And so every block, I looked like an expert because I was learning from the class before that by the mm -hmm. end of the day, the kids saw me like the expert. But I had learned all of that from the previous, uh, you know, classes. And so in a way, even though they didn't get to work with each other directly, they still learned from one another because of what was passed along from class period to class period. And I think to me, that's so powerful and oftentimes overseen and you know because it, it just it's the nature of the business it's more like we focus on the timeline on the curriculum where it is that we need to be and we don't focus too much on mm -hmm. allowing multiple modalities of presenting content allowing the students to be creative whether it's through a graphic you know they can use obviously adobe express they can create a video they can create just, you know, a, a nice little infographic. Mm -hmm. And so all the, the tools are there. And that's one thing that I loved about it. So that's great. So now as, as we're kind of, you know, coming towards the tail end of uh, the uh, interview, I wanted to ask you, you know, as far as some of your experiences, because there may be other, you know, directors in, in your role or like myself, instructional uh, software specialists that go out and train some teachers, I want to ask you, like, what would be Willie Thomas's Willie Thomas the third, uh, maybe like top three, kind of at tips or advice to kind of help teachers and ease them into the use of technology. Hmm. I'd, I'd say take it slow. I mean, in the very beginning, find that one thing, those small wins. Uh, you know, if if it is that you're just wanting to create support video for your students to help support them when they're at home or, you know, during their off time, you know, it doesn't have to be some type of uh, viral trending TikTok video that you see that you think is going to get all their, you know, their attention and stuff like that. Literally take it slow. And then you can kind of bump up to maybe the annotations and then bump up to maybe adding some music, stuff like that, but find your comfort level. Don't try to compare yourself. Remember, comparison is the devil. Do not try to compare yourself to what other creators and other people are doing out there because uh, you're just going to frustrate, frustrate yourself and you're never going to start. Uh, I'd say also uh, when it comes to um, that, uh, picking that right tool, uh, think about, once again, your, your pedagogy first. And you know when it comes to picking that tool, don't, don't pick the tool and then decide what I'm going to learn what is it that I'm going to be, that I want out of my students first? Find that out, figure out what that is before you jump into, here's what I'm going to use. And then, you know, the third thing is, don't limit yourself and don't limit your students. Don't do it, uh, you know, make sure that you give them every opportunity and yourself every opportunity to explore 
their selves and explore their creative side. So that way they can, once again, continue that buy-in, continue that growth and continue, uh, you know, the learning that they've learned that it sticks with them for years and years to come. Uh, I tell you, one of the best conversations I had was on a way down to Austin, Texas, where I took uh, two of our AV students and we went and videoed uh, our high school band inside of the rotunda, the outdoor rotunda. I'm going to tell you, that right there was a, was a crazy situation. There's zero Wi-Fi. There's no uh, electricity off in there at all. And on top of that, it was about to rain. But we went in there. We problem solved a lot of different things. We did our homework beforehand. Uh, if you don't own a Jackery, get you a Jackery, by the way. I love those things. It's a little, you, you can look it up. And so, but it provided that power for us. But uh, giving our students those opportunities and those hands-on, relatable opportunities to learn and those skills has affected them, helped them out so much more, uh, you know, when it comes to being more self-sufficient, being self-starters, being, you know, people who will grow and fight through problems. So yeah, those, those are my three things, man. I, like I said, love education, love working with teachers. And it's just been, it's been a blast being able to do that and motivate uh, those teachers each and every day. Absolutely, man. Well, thank you so much, Willie, for sharing those great tips and just really for just this wonderful conversation where you really shared your passion and obviously that that leadership and that servant's heart is definitely shows and in, in, in the way that you speak and the way that you talk about the way that you work with teachers and educators. So thank you so much for having that type of heart and bringing right. it to school each and every day and sharing it with everybody around you. And of course, also for being such an inspiration to myself too, as a, you know, somebody that I look up to, because I look at your videos on social media and everything that you create. And I'm like, man, Willie just really takes it to the next level. And that's great because again, like you mentioned, that's your goal. You want to, you know, try and do as much as you can and push the boundaries so that others that come after you see what you do and then maybe take it that next step forward. So I, I love what you said, and I'm going to reiterate it a little bit that you said, you never know who's watching what you're doing and the type of influence that you may have on them yes. that can definitely change their traject trajectory or their path. And, and lead them into just something completely different. So, I mean, everything that you do and that you put out is wonderful. So thank you, Willie. I really appreciate your shares this evening and, again, your enthusiasm. But before we go, you know, and if you've seen the show, we you know that we always end the show with the following three questions. And before we get into those three questions, I definitely want to give a huge shout-out to our newest sponsor, who is Goose Chase. So thank you so much, Goose Chase, for sponsoring our show. So if you're interested in Goose Chase, guys, please make sure you go to goosechase.com. But Goose Chase allows you to dive into the world of interactive experiences, and it is also the ultimate platform for creating delightful scavenger hunts. And here's a treat for every single viewer of my EdTech Life. If you go to Goose Chase and you're interested in a plan for yourself as an educator or a plan for your school, you can use the code MYEDTECH10, MYEDTECH10, and you can take 10% off any plan, whether it's a school-wide plan or whether it's a you know district plan or whether it is your personal plan. So please make sure you check them out. Thank you so much, Goose Chase, for sponsoring our show. All right. So, Willie, let's go ahead and get into All it. Right. The All last right. three questions of Hit our me. show. All right. So, again, going back to that superhero theme, as you know, 
kryptonite was the one thing that weakened Superman. So I want to ask you, in the current state of education, what would you say is your current edu kryptonite? All right. I'm, I'm, Fonzo, I've said this, I don't know how many times, by being honest, I'm just, I'm straight up putting it out there. Uh, when it comes to utilizing AI in the classroom for students, I, I, man, I'm still learning, man. To me, right now, it's still so super new, constantly changing. So I'm constantly trying to educate myself on it. Uh, I, I, I see the benefits, but especially when it comes to our teachers and, and time and, you know, and, and helping them create uh, different types of assessments and different types of lessons. And also with the AI, when it comes to uh, photo generating, even video generating. I mean, it's been pretty awesome, especially with, uh, with this side of Premiere Pro and stuff like that. Uh, but that's where I'm like, that's where it's like, oh my gosh, yo. So you don't hear me sharing about that a lot because I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm just not, not there yet. And it's okay to admit that. Once again, you know, find that comfort zone of where you're at. So, Perfect. Hey. Love it. Excellent. All right, Willie, next question. Question number two is, if you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Okay, so with, with the bill, billboard, one of those digital uh, billboards out there, it's kind of flashing, maybe different colors going on. So uh, I would put up one of my favorite scriptures is, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. So that's uh, Colossians 3 and 23. Because whenever we wake up every single morning, so I have the person that I text every morning to uh, when we work out, you know, we get up at 4.30, get a workout in at 5 o'clock, and we're our, that accountability partner. And I try to make sure every single text emphasizes that putting in everything that we have to start our day. And then when we're done with that, to go into the, and go into the day, putting in everything you have. Because once again, we're not doing this for the people around us. We're doing this for him. Okay, we're doing this for God and he's given me gifts. So why in the world am I not sharing them to the best of my abilities out there for everyone? So that that's what I put up there. Excellent, Willie. Love it. Thank you so much. All right. And the last question, Willie, is if you can turn one of your hobbies or favorite pastimes into a profession, what would it be? Oh, absolutely. It'd be woodworking. Um, I love, love building things. Um, I love challenging myself when it comes to building things. In the very beginning, it was almost like recipes. I've used AnnaWhite.com. And then I've gradually, you know, just kind of come off of that and said, okay, how can I take that skills that I've learned and then build something original and build something, you know, from scratch, something that also will help fill the needs of my family or fill the needs of somewhere else. Or whatever it is, but I would definitely, would definitely love to be a woodworker and uh, work with my hands and start and building things as well. So that'd be cool. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Willie. I appreciate it again, all the shares, your enthusiasm, your heart. Uh, I mean, like I said, you are just a really just all around stand up person. And I've had the pleasure and blessing to get to meet you in person. And that is wonderful. And I'm Thank glad you, that we got to connect here this evening and have a wonderful conversation. And obviously to all our audience members as well, those of you that are joining us live, we got Sherry Fleischer that joined us here live. We've got Scott Fleischer also who joined us live. We had Shannon Moore who joined us live in the very beginning too as well. And to all our audience members that are catching this on the replay or watching this again on uh, the replay there on YouTube, 
thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for making my EdTech life what it is today. You, we do what we do for you so we can bring you some amazing conversations to help inspire you, whether it's in the world of technology, creativity, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, whatever the case may be. We love to bring you the best of the best and it's all for you. So thank you so much for all of your support. Please make sure that you stop by our website at myedtech.life myedtech.life where you can check out this amazing episode and the other 228 wonderful episodes with creators, educators, founders, uh, you know, entrepreneurs, all sorts of guests that we've had. And I guarantee you, you will definitely find something specifically for you, something that you can do, definitely go in and glean some knowledge nuggets from and sprinkle them onto what you are already doing great. So please make sure you stop by our website. And also, if you would love to contribute to our mission of creating educator, excuse me, connecting educators and creators one show at a time, feel free to stop by our merch store as well. We know that fall is already around the corner. We know fall conference season is there. So we definitely have some great sweatshirts. We've got some great caps that'll keep you warm too as well. Or just if you want to lounge around in, as you know, all of that goes back into our show so we can continue to go hard and bring you some amazing conversations. So thank you again, my friends, as always, for all of your support. And until next time, my friends, don't forget, stay techie.